Have you ever wondered if there's something missing in your contract, whether it's for hair services, whether it's color, cutting, or even bridal or on-location hairstyling and makeup? So in today's episode, I wanted to share with you stuff that I've learned from an actual um, attorney and lawyer that I'm working with currently to redo my own contracts because I think it's so important, not solely, not just to you know, I do not want to gatekeep, but also to educate you because I know like when I began my journey back in 2016 in beauty school and I started doing services, I didn't know none of this and I wouldn't have the resources that I have today to be able to do this. So in today's episode, I'm going to be sharing what I've learned. And okay, so first in California, you need to have a personal service permit. So what is a personal service permit? So you have to you get fingerprinted and cleared by the FBI. It's $50. You submit an application to state board. And I literally went to like a post office where they do the fingerprinting. Um, I believe that was like $85. I did that like two years ago and or a year and a half ago. Excuse me. And it was really easy. I just had to wait. I got my permit in the mail. That allows you to legally go to somebody's house or anywhere else that does not have your unit there. Like if you have a mobile salon or you don't have your actual establishment. So to go work at hotels, resorts, somebody's house to cut their hair, um, to style their hair, to do their makeup. It's very limited what you can do with that permit. Um, and I had to get it, although I have a mobile salon license, because sometimes I go without the mobile, I still had to get that permit. So before I became a hairstylist and worked out of school. So with that, I know that it's very important that you have legalities because if you're doing something illegal, your insurance company will not cover you. So something to think about. Okay. So you do need to have a personal service permit if you're going to do hairstyling or makeup in the state of California and you are a licensed cosmetologist or a licensed esthetician or licensed hairstylist. Um, if you're not licensed, right, to do any of those services, I would double check with state board. Do a double check if you don't have a license, what they tell you. Um, I do not want to give advice on that. I'm not here to shame anybody. I just really don't know. And for me, just with the legalities and living in California, it just is so important to protect yourself. So that's just my two cents. Okay, so let's go into the bridal uh, or like on, on location hair makeup services contract, some things that we should really consider um, that I think is really important for you. So with that, let's go on here. It's really important on here, something that I've learned that I did not know. It's your wording has to be very clear. So let's say for example, like you have a late fee, right? Like if somebody's running late, um, how long are you gonna wait for that person to be late? Like you can't just put like, hey, I'm gonna charge you $20 if you, I run 10 minutes or 20 minutes late, right? I needs to say like, hey, I'm gonna charge you, for example, like $5 per five minutes, at a maximum amount of time, I will wait 15 minutes. You have to be very clear. So don't be vague. Even though if you assume people will understand what your contract says, be very detailed with little details like that. You're about to learn something really important with me, and it's about being in integrity, right? So I just had my second call today. It is February 20th, <laughs> and just because of the terms of service and agreement with my attorney, I had to change this podcast episode. Although they said it was fine, this first episode, I always am in an integrity of like, if one part or another makes somebody uncomfortable, I will remove it. So with that being said, I just wanted to do part two 
in this episode. Um, if you got the first, it's great. Um, I'm just going to be going more into like what I've learned. Um, again, this is not legal advice. It's just my experience. And I really think it's really important that you spend the money for your business, spend the money for your state, where you live at, and the type of business that you have, because we all have different type of businesses. Um, so I really wanted to emphasize this 10 points, some additional five things I learned today, which is going to be super valuable for you. And after this, that's all I'm going to go into this whole uh, process of my contracts. So something else that I learned is that it's really important that if you are hiring independent contractors in California, it is so sticky. Again, not legal advice. They, you cannot tell them like what to wear. You cannot have them, hey, you know, I work for team ABC, you know, like, no. They have to be their own sole proprietor to their own business separate from you. So it's very important that that's very clear because I know a lot of businesses that don't do that. Um, so that's very important that you do that. There was so much. So that I want to talk about that. Um, so in your Instagram, on social media or your website, be very careful on all that wording. Um, let's see what else did I learn? So today on my call, I also learned, um, if you didn't listen to the first podcast episode on this, that our brides know that if they're going to work with the main stylist, when somebody's going to work with me, they know what they're getting and they were expecting to pay more than they would with my assistant. Um, and that's not to like shake you on your pricing. It's just really to be mindful of that, right? Um. I will be changing my business model after today's call. It was very eye-opening for me. And that's why I say it's so important that you talk to somebody who knows your business because what works for me is not going to work for you, even if you're in California. Because you and I probably don't have the same business model. And like, you know, I'm a cosmetologist. There's just so many variables that go into that. That's what I mean. Like talk to an attorney. I think it's so important that we always go for an attorney for advice that knows our business instead and out. Like this has been a process that has been going on for months. Okay. So it didn't happen in a week and it happened in days. Um, so it was a long process, but I'm so grateful for the team of, you know, um, amazing attorneys that happened to work with me on intellectual property, on contract law. I'm not giving any names, <laughs> um, on, just employment law, different things. You know, it was just so amazing to have all four of them to really help me. So I really appreciate them. And with that, you know, after really emphasizing the importance of having somebody actually look into your business, these are the other points I want to drive home today and things that I've learned. It's really important that as creative as we try to get when it comes to independent contractors, like we have to really make sure that we're following the laws because like the laws are so big, it, we can get, it can get sticky really fast, right? So if you ask me, Celeste, what would you do in this instance? I just think it's so simple. Like for me, um, and it's being transparent here, I have no, <laughs> I have no wants or needs to have a big team or even have a team like no um it's just not something in my business model or in my future I've never wanted 
Um, I've talked about it before in the podcast episode that I've never wanted to own a salon or have a salon. Um, I literally have my mobile salon because I wanted to have my own space to work out of that I own in an affordable way. So this is what I mean. Like you really have to start thinking if you want to have like a team or you want to work with other independent contractors or you want to start doing like, you know, wedding or bridal services, like what is your business model going to look like? And I really want to open your heart and mind into doing something that fits best for you and is going to protect you in the long run. So like I was saying, my business model is like really about to change and it's going to be okay. Like I know it's going to be a little shift and a little transition, but it feels really good to me where I'm going next. So I really want to welcome you that when you learn the legalities or if you learn something, you talk to an attorney or to review your contracts and everything, that you have an open mind of like, hey, I may have to shift and tweak a couple of things, but this is going to be for the best for you in the long run. Um, tip number four for me would be that I that I learned today. I learned so much. Um, it's just like the importance of being very transparent. Um, I really wanted my contracts to be very like easy to understand. Um, and I, as I give you this information, I please beg you do not <laughs> do an inquiry form just to try to get my contract because it's not going to work. And number two, that's a waste of my time. So please don't do that. Um, I really want to help you just, just sharing my experience of what I've learned. But it's really important that you hire somebody to really look at your business model and what will work best for you and you're protected in what you're doing. So something that I, I just really learned is that, and I want to really, and I really appreciate the team of people that I had working alongside with my ideas and everything that I needed to make very clear was that I wanted the contract to be able to be understand in simple terms and then really go in depth of what that meant. And they were able to do that. So like if you end up hiring somebody to review your contracts, they can do that. It's going to be a longer process. It did take time. It took patience from their side too. So I'm so grateful for the team for being patient with me. But I had to be very thorough and I had to understand very clearly because I think something like, you know, tip number five for me is like, even for us as stylists, hair or makeup artists, we forget sometimes that our clients don't know our language. And I think it was such a beautiful example for me that I learned today um, as I'm recording this is that I didn't understand a lot of things that they were talking to me about. So I would have to like interrupt and ask like, what do you mean? And, and what, is, what does this part mean? And this part is confusing me. Is this what, what I'm understanding? Does that make sense? And it was all back and forth. So don't be scared. Tip number six, don't be scared to ask questions like what's going to be covered, what's not going to be covered, right? Um, the other thing, like, which I have been very thorough about, you know, and just like with contracts, especially with wedding contracts, like I say, it's so important that you do have like, it's very clear expectations of like, you know, like on mine, I have like, when's the start time? What's the end time? You know, like, what are the services that you're going to be performing? Like, everything's very detailed. And I think that's really important. I already had that in my contract, but just more emphasize if just reviewing my final contracts today, um, that it's really important to be very like specific on what you're doing, what's covered on there, right? Um, and to really be very thorough on that. So that's very important. Um, something else that I learned about the contracts, if you have like a team or like, you know, then you should 
that should be your employees. If you have a team, they're your employees, right? So that's a whole other conversation. I have no interest in employees, which I won't be covering. But for independent contractors, just all, make sure that you have like an attorney to review your contract when you're going to be working with independent contractors. And the the laws vary from state to state. Um, I've learned, although I knew like kind of intuitively that California is kind of crazy with like our laws, which is amazing to protect people. Like I know this may sound like a lot for you. And even for me was like, honestly, a little bit overwhelming, but it was just like such a clear indication that let's be real. Like people try to do like sneaky things, especially in our industry. Like, you know, like over the years, this loss of come to pass, honestly, has been to really protect us, you know, and to really protect our industry. Because I even know of even before I became a hairstylist of many people that were saying like, oh, she's an independent contractor, but they were treating them like employees, you know, like I've heard so many stories about all that. So I just really wanted to like, emphasize the importance that as annoying and as a nuisance as contracts and having to do all this work may seem it's really important not just for you but also the people that you know you like that come help you to do weddings and do their own artistry right and the importance of also allowing them to do their own artistry um, I am not a person to micromanage I do not like micromanaging I hate people micromanaging me <laughs> So I think like hair and makeup is an art form. So part of like working with independent contractors and, you know, hairstylists or makeup artists or whatever you do in your business is that you need to allow them to be and do their own art in their own way. Right. Um, that's part of them being independent contractors. And you probably have a relationship with them that you know what the artistry looks like. So I just think this is such a big emphasis. And I really wanted to really focus on that. Um, on this today because it wasn't just like I really believe that as beauty industry professionals we also have an artistry to it and this is what part where a lot of people get burned out in the beauty industry to be honest is because we're not just like I literally signed up to be a hairstylist right <laughs> cosmetologist and I'm literally like talking to attorneys having review contracts and then intellectual property and you know like and websites and on social media platforms and all this other stuff that I do, you know, like businesses and my profit and loss and, you know, language and communication and, you know, signing contracts, all this crazy stuff that we do. So I wanted to let you know that you're not alone. It may feel overwhelming. You're not alone. I didn't sign up for this either. And that's why there are professionals out there to really help us, you know. So let's allow each other to also have the freedom of artistry, of knowing that we do things differently, but you and I can curl hair. We're going to do it differently. We're going to have different results, but people are going to be attracted to the way you style hair and people will be attracted to the way I style hair. So I think it's really important for us as a beauty industry collective in regards to our beauty contracts and to the services that we promote and to other, con you know, like, and if you have a team, and if your team is also doing services and they're your employees, that you also allow the artistry to come through, right? Like, I think, it's, I think it was such a beautiful thing for me to hear today that, you know, since I work sometimes with independent contractors, sometimes I go by myself most of the time, but sometimes when I do have independent contractors alongside, um, that I always am very intuitive about letting them do their own thing and be their own creative person without me having micromanaging. 
And that was something very important to differentiate that they truly are not my employee because I am not controlling what they're doing. They're doing their own art, right? So as much as we love running the business and as much as we love, you know, taking care of things and making sure everything's cohesive, we need to allow artists to be artists. So that's what I learned, like, for my um, contract. Like, it just, like, going over, like, the bridal contract, it was really awesome because we were able to, like, tone it down. I wanted to keep it very short, you know, so she was, you know, like, they were able to work with me on that. Um, and also, like, you know, I am a person that I love to simplify things, right? Like, if I can do just, like, one-page thing and call it a day, like, I'm happy about that. And, you know, something else that I learned um, for you, tip number six to learn today is that as much as we try to put it down to just one page, sometimes the language has to be long and has to be precise and cool in, you know, very like not big, like very detailed. So it's going to take more than a page. Um, and I really feel like having an electronic system to help you with that. It's really going to help you. So I am very transparent about this. I use HoneyBook. It's a customer relationship um, system. And I just do contracts on there. It's super simple. People can electronically sign on there. Um, I collect payments on there, deposits. I can email back and forth. It keeps track of all the email correspondence that we do back and forth with me and my clients. And I just love it. I, I love it because it saves pictures when they send me the pictures. It's just such an amazing system. You can put reminders on there. It And it just has like a quick like little like calendar where I can see, okay, this the projects are already have got paid for and I have planned for this year that was just it's just a beautiful system I really love having it aside from my booking system for hair color so if you offer other services and you want to do something just for like your wedding services um, I use HoneyBook I've been using it for years and I learned today that with having my new contracts and everything like that's just going to make it even more simpler for me so I just love having that and I wanted to emphasize that you want to try it out i do have a free little code you can try it out i have it on my i'll link it on the show notes on here but you know like systematizing things and making it like easier for people to sign and read the contracts and it's really really important and i was already doing that so that was like nothing new but just being able to see all the contracts and pages like in word docs i was like okay this is so amazing that i have this system my system so if you do not have like if you want to do paper trail that's fine um something i learned was that you know i should always keep like the original I guess taking a picture is okay, but really the original is what it's really important to retain. So if you can retain, if you do paper trail, again, at legal advice, just where I learned, <laughs> you should keep your paper um, and let them, you know, send them an email or a copy of their picture of the signed contract. So um, let's see, I'm trying to think what else I learned because we literally had like an hour meeting. Um, and in this part, I'm going to go over to just like, the contract side because you know I also am a hair colorist um so I do have hair color contracts which I got them to review um and I know this is for weddings but I think this is really important for you too as well to learn I always try to be very like for me I have health issues okay so I just have a low immune system transparent okay 
So for me, it's very important that when people are sick, they do not come to me. Like they get to reschedule and I have my own policy for that. Where I'm respectful of them, they're respectful of me. It's a mutual right relationship with coloring. But I have health issues, so I can't afford for somebody to come with a cold. Because a cold for me is not just a cold. Like I literally just got this stupid flu that was going around. And it wasn't COVID, it was just a flu. And it really knocked me down bad. So with that, it's just like really important to be transparent on what's important to you. So like I have like a health policy, I guess you would call it, um, in my hair color contract. And I say it's really important that you are very transparent about that. Um, I was very transparent in that with my services and also very clear, right? Like if you do any type of like, you know, color correction or any type of like hair repair stuff, like what can your client expect? Right. I think it's very important, like something that, you know, was even more emphasized. And I was very impressed with the amount of detail that was on there and that they the team that I worked with was so open to actually listen to me and take into account what I was saying. Was that I wanted to be very like clear for my client and clear for me about each other, like what the expectations are. Right. What can they expect? I'm not. I'm not a miracle worker because like, sometimes I'm, I'll be honest. Sometimes like, you know, like we see results and like, I love doing before and afters, but we can't do that for everybody, right? There's a point where hair is beyond repair. Um, so that was very important to me and I put that on there. And, you know, just like always like make sure that you have your client's consent on how you're going to be using things. I think something that I learned today, even though, like I'm working with this team and you know, this this whole thing's going on with that, that you can't just expect people to like be okay with things. <laughs> and you know, like they were fine with the first podcast, but I just recite, decided to redo it because I'm like, okay, I want to be an integrity. And if something feels a little uncomfortable and like, you know, like I can't mention like the full name of people that I work with or like the agency I work with, that's totally fine. Like I'm not sad about that. I just want to be respectful of that, right? And that's why in all of mine, even before I hired a team for the years, I always had this part where it says, like, give me consent to share the photos and videos on here. So be very mindful of that. Make sure that you have that and be very respectful for your client's needs and what they agree to, right? Um, because not all clients want to be on social and I really wanted to emphasize that I know we live in a world where social media is so important, right? I literally share clients. They give me the consent, but they do not want their voice. They do not want their face on there. And I respect that. I still can show up before and afters in the whole process without having to show somebody's face. Is it ideal? Is it what's trending? No, but I don't care about what's trending. I think it's so important as business owners and as part of being a beauty industry that we also respect our clients' needs and wants. Because they are paying for a service. Like for me, I will always be respectful and mindful of that because they are paying for a service. And I want to be mindful of that. So I just really wanted to say a huge thank you for the team, <laughs> for the legal team that has helped me. They're also awesome. Um, and I really hope that this episode like really, really helps you to really like look at your contracts, look at your states, like 
don't be scared of contacting um state board like i don't have all the answers i never do but when i'm curious i contact state board and i ask them and they're supposed to be there to help us and if we need clarity they can give that and provide that to us right so i just really wanted to just emphasize the importance like if you know if you have any questions about like you know what's the legality like what do i need to do is this okay contact state board and if state board can help you they'll be able to guide you to where to go to get help or maybe like if it's time to get an attorney to review all that for you um there's like amazing resources like there's a small business i think it's sbdc here let me look it up right now before i give you the wrong information we're gonna go on google google my friend Yeah, so it's the small, let's see. Yeah, it's SBDC. So it's like small business. Let's see here. I want to give you the right information. Yeah, it's, they have like California SBDC, like where I live. And they have like really like amazing, like cool, like free resources that they can give you. Um. So there's a lot of free resources and you can go, you can go find out, find out in your local like county. Um, most counties have like a free resource center for small business owners where they can give you for free resources or even something where you can don't have to pay as much for it. Um, so just like do your homework and do your due diligence. Like I just really, the whole reason behind this podcast episode about wedding contracts it was really to emphasize the three things. Number one, be super clear on what your client's expectations, what can happen, fees, everything. Be very transparent with stuff. I always have been because I'm the type of shopper that I want to know what the heck I'm getting into. So I, I always do the same things for my clients. But even with this whole process, it was even emphasized to me that you have to be super, super clear. And I hope that the examples that I used in this are, were helpful for you. Um, number two, it varies from state to state. So what works in California may not work in another state. And that's what I mean. Like get help, there's resources. Um, like I just mentioned, contact your state board to double check. And number three, be willing to pivot. We be willing to change. This whole process has <laughs> took me down this like rabbit hole of like, okay, so now that I know all this information, this is how I'm going to implement it. And this is what I need to change, right? That's going to fit my lifestyle and also my business model of where I'm going in my next five years. So, you know, and like I mentioned with, with you today, I have no interest in having a team or having employees, none of that stuff. So my business model may not work for you. And that's why I think it's so important. Like my, the way I'm about to do things, probably not trending it's gonna be different but it feels good to me and it's gonna be what's best for me so I want to welcome you to like we get into this industry sold that this is what this is what they told me this is how they got me into this industry well you get to make as much money as you want and you get to put in your hours and then we get into the industry and there's just all these voices everywhere of advice of what to do and what not to do and that's why I didn't want to come on here to tell you what to do. I wanted just to share literally my 
journey and my experience of having somebody like a team to review all my contracts right and of my beauty contracts and things that I've learned that I think are really super helpful for you not legally advice just my journey and what I think will be helpful and with the whole journey of being in the beauty industry we all get sold on this thing that oh yeah you'll get to control your business and you get to control this right but then we get voices like I even notice on Instagram and I try to be very mindful of this like do this this is the right way if you don't do this you're just doing everything wrong and part of having your own business is you get to make up your own rules I literally have a business I do not have to show up on Instagram. I just do it because I really do love creating content. And all my business comes through a website. And that's the reality of it. And I just wanted to share that with you because in this industry, you get to choose the lifestyle, the business, the work schedule that fits best for you. My two days a week may sound crazy to you. Maybe you're happy working six days a week. Good for you. I'm so happy for you because this is what it is about. This is your life. You get to choose your life under your own terms. You get to put the business that you want your own way. But make sure that you're covered legally. Make sure that you have the insurances in place that you need to protect yourself. And if you have independent contractors also that they are, you know, protected well. And just be very mindful that, you know, it is a creative business. It is a lot of fun and there's amazing things that we can do. But at the end of the day, because we are in business, there are legalities and things that we have to follow. So make sure that you find out and that you research and ask people that can help you with that. I hope this episode was super helpful. Thank you so much. And I will see you back here next time. Bye, love.